I'm Rena Striegel. Welcome to Ag Inspo, the podcast that focuses on innovation and creativity in agriculture. In my travels across the U.S., my mind is blown by the farmers, ranchers, and business owners who are contributing to the richness of the agricultural landscape. My hope is that by sharing their stories, you will be inspired to have the courage to break through and bring an idea you have to life. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ag Inspo. Today, we are going to be talking to Peggy Meyer, farmer, mother of six, and the creator of an innovative new piece of software called Field Pocket. So without further ado, let's bring Peggy on. I know you're going to enjoy hearing what she's up to on their farm in Nebraska. Peggy, it's so great to have you on the Ag Inspo podcast today. And today is National Farmers Day. So that's actually kind of exciting that we are recording this episode on a really cool celebration of farmers and agriculture. And I'm really excited for you to be able to tell your story today and tell us about the really cool, innovative product that you have brought to the marketplace. So before we get into all of that, why don't you just take a few minutes and introduce yourself to the listeners? Oh, great. Well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. This has been really quick, but you know, to, to meet you, but yes, National Farmers Day. Oh my gosh, you know, with Ag Inspo and, and the opportunity here. So a little bit about me. I live in Superior, Nebraska, so South Central Nebraska, and I've been married to my husband for 26 years and we have six kids. And I was a city gal first. We met in college um, at the University of Nebraska Lincoln, and we, you know, joined our lives together. And here I am, and now as a farmer's wife, 26 years later, and just, you know, trying to help him, um, you know, do things on the farm. I'm not a production ag person, but I can do the books, and so I took that was pretty evident at the beginning that nah, he's, he doesn't really like the paperwork aspect of it. And so I'm like, okay, I'll take it on, you know? So I've been doing that and just trying to make it a little bit more efficient. And, but, you know, with six kids, you know, they range in age from eight to 25. So very busy. We're a sports-minded family. So sports is every day, you know? So, and living two hours from Lincoln, um, creates a lot of travel oftentimes. So we've got a few out of college now, but um, yeah, so life is busy here in a couple different seasons of farming as everybody knows. So are you primarily row crop? Do you have some livestock integration? Tell us a little bit about your operation. So we're primary row crop. We have no livestock and um, we do have a few animals of course on the farm, but I don't consider those livestock at all. But <laughs> so we, we have a relatively large farm over 5,000 acres and um, with, it's diversified. It's, you know, we have a range of owning and, and crop share and renting and um, just enjoying the life down here as you know, we've grown it over the last 25 years. Fantastic. So I think a lot of people who are listening can probably relate to, you know, the challenge of growing a farming business mm -hmm. and raising children and trying to make sure that 
you get everywhere you need to be. And with that many children over that broad of an age span, I mean, you have really been moving and shaking for pretty much your whole marriage. It sounds yes, like. Yes. Yes. Our whole marriage. You know, we started out, he, um, my husband, uh, started out at an elevator and didn't like the desk job. Um, he was, you know, in sports, he was a track athlete, um, discus thrower at Nebraska, and he got the opportunity to coach at University of Nebraska Kearney. So that was a passion. So we actually commuted to farm for the first four or five years of our marriage, and that didn't work too well. He really, really wanted to grow the farm, but you can't really grow farming if you're not there. So he quit that and got another elevator desk job that he didn't really like. And, but it got us to the farm. It really got us. It got, he, he grew up in superior. So it got us to the farm and allowed us to start building um, and growing our acres and uh, getting more crop shares and, and rental ground. Um, But he did go back to commute to um, coaching for 10 years. And so a lot better for him to drive an hour and 45 minutes to coach than it was for us to drive that same distance to farm. So yeah, it's, it's been a busy life actually. And I have actually my own private practice. I'm actually a mental health provider. So I have my own counseling practice that I started from ground zero when we moved um, here to superior. So it's, we grow um, both of our businesses at the same time. Fantastic. Okay. So you're both working the farm, working other jobs, and you are in charge of a, of all of the paperwork and cost of production numbers for this very robust, quickly growing family farming operation. So tell yeah. me how that, that opportunity led you into the business that we're going to talk about today. So as, as I'm trying to, you know, as, as we grow and I try to like keep the numbers in, my husband does a nice job. He has his own little spreadsheet that he uses, you know, he kind of knows his bottom line, you know, and how to market. So he does the marketing of all the grain and I pay all the bills and incorporating QuickBooks accounting system into the development of, you know, my record keeping. And then we said like, well, okay, now we've got so many irrigated, you know, acres, we have pivots, we want to, you know, try to like hone in on the expense side per field. And so, you know, learning a little bit more about QuickBooks was able to be able to, you know, enter in all of the expenses, you know, by field, which is great, but there's an income side to that. (laughs) And that's where I started to really struggle is I, I couldn't wrap my head around how easily, you know, to enter that in. Well, yeah, you just get settlement sheets, right? Farmers just get paid when they deliver to the elevator, right? So wait, right, only a certain time of the year we get paid, great, but the those settlement sheets didn't have anything as far as like what field they were from, right? <laughs> right? They have a bunch of numbers on it and you have no idea. And so as I'm trying to figure that out last fall, you know, I'm like, this is crazy. I'm sitting at the kitchen table with like basically three stacks of papers. You know, I have my contracts. I have like what a huge stack of scale tickets and I got my settlement sheets. And so all of these have all these numbers on them. The contract numbers on the settlement sheet, the scale ticket numbers on the settlement sheet, 
but nowhere in there is going to tell me what field it's from except the scale ticket if it was written on the scale ticket <laughs> luckily my husband does a great job of organizing he staples all the scale tickets by field right so i had that sack but the hard part is is that you know the great the elevator gets the grain and they just apply you know scale tickets you know to the thing that go but we might be skipping fields we might be taking fields to two different elevators the grain from there to two different elevators and you, you know you have that whole thing and so it was kind of a nightmare i was like oh my gosh i couldn't believe how many hours i spent to try to figure out and you know what i never did get it done <laughs> i honestly i started and i did really good and I don't know how many farmers defer payment to the first of the year, but I think a lot of them do. They don't want it all in one chunk. Once you start, you can't stop. So then I got January 2nd, a stack. And I'm like, I almost cried. I'm like, <laughs> there is no way I can do this. I would spend the entire month trying to figure that out. So that's kind of how I'm like, there's gotta be an easier way. There's gotta be an easier way, you know? My husband can have is sitting a tractor that's air conditioned that has you know the suspension or the air ride seats and you know drives down the roads by itself and i have to sit here with piles of paperwork and like match numbers together i'm like that's ridiculous and so that's kind of how it started awesome I, I, you know, it's always amazing to me when, you know, the pain gets to be to a certain point where you do just simply go this is this just cannot be the way everybody is doing it right if you and want so to I figure out around I like i i researched software you know i called some of my other you know farm wife people that do the bookkeeping and i'm like well how do you do it well we have all you know i have this sheet of paper and the guys do this to it and then i get it and then i enter it into a spreadsheet and do you know and i'm like that's still so much manual work. Like, I don't know. I've got a busy life. I'm trying to keep up with these kids. I'm trying to go to their activities. I don't have time to spend three hours at the end of the day trying to sift through paperwork. And, you know, nine o'clock to midnight is not a good time for my brain to work anyway. So see the mix up of all the numbers. I don't know. So it was just like, ah, I got to that point where I was just like, this is enough. Like it's gotta be a better way. <laughs> okay. So then there has to be a better way. You called people appeared to be no better way. So then what happened? Well, you know, it's in the middle of harvest last year and through my counseling business, I had um, hooked up with a company called Sinduit that is like a done for you marketing social media campaign. Um, and the owner is Jared Yellen. So he has sent out an email blast saying, hey, I'm starting this new company called Sela Labs. It's a software development company. We're looking for some ideas. So if anybody has ideas for software, you know, here, click on this link, fill out this form. And so it kind of sat there for like a week. And I was like, could I actually like, you know, give somebody my idea for like trying to get this data to link together and it works out? So finally, one day I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna like do this. So I sat down for like three hours on my computer, typed out like a four page proposal on everything that I wanted to like see happen with this data, sent it off. And I had a phone call, Zoom meeting with them within a week. Awesome. 
And so that kind of started the process. They were like, hey, we don't really know anything about farming, but we're talking to some farming people and they think this is a really great idea. Tell me more, you know? And so that just kind of started the process. I'm like, oh, somebody else thinks it's a good idea and they can do it. Okay. You know? And so um, just kind of started that process and digging in. And it was a lot of work at the beginning because it was like, well, this was just this little idea that I had, right? Well, they have to go through their process and sift through it to see if it actually is, you know, something that's viable, something that, you know, they could produce in a relatively short amount of time. And because that was their deal, they wanted it to, you know, be ready to go within, you know, a short amount of time, like three to six months. And so I met all of that and I talked and it probably was four to six weeks of talking and like, okay, what do you really want it to look like? Like if it got bigger, then, you know, what's the, your, you know, moonshot, what's your big dream about this, you know? And I'm like, you know, so just all of that having like, oh, there could be more to this, you know, there could be more, what, what would I really want to see to this and, and where that, and then is from that big idea, funneling it back down to uh, minimum viable product basically is like, what could we do to start this process in motion? And I'm like, it has to be the harvest paperwork because that I can't find, you know, a, anywhere that can really integrate all of that. And so that's where we started. Cool. So this is actually really fascinating to me because it really wasn't even an idea. It was a pain point mm-hmm. that the email from a vendor is what prompted you to think into the pain point Right. To create, uh, you know, sort of the hit list. If you could yeah. alleviate my pain, this is what you would do for me. Right. Right. And right. then you were basically developing the idea at the same time they were trying to develop a product. Exactly. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. So how, like, how was that for you? I mean, was it did you feel like, oh my gosh, what am I even doing here? This, I don't, I haven't even thought about this. Or were you like, this is great. I think these guys could do this. So I got to give them as much information as I can. Like, how were you inside that process? It's a yo-yo. It was both. I mean, there was days where I was just like, oh my gosh, you really think this is a great idea. And so I'm like, boom, boom, you know, like here's this idea and here's this idea. And, and then other times like, really, would anybody really care about this? Like, does any, you know, would anybody really want to use this? I mean, besides me, you know, just, am I the only one that really thinks numbers are stupid that they should just work together, you know, right away. And I don't have to do anything like push a button and it, you know, does all that. And, and so it was kind of a a yo-yo process because it was like, at first I thought, oh, my idea is awesome. And then you like dig into it a little bit more and then you create doubt. Like, How is that really going to work? And then, you know, to having to explain to developers who are not farmers and I don't have a tech brain per se, like, you know, coding or anything. I just say, I just want this and this to link together. Can't you figure it out? You know, (laughs) so trying to explain a little bit of a background about how contracts work and the various different types of contracts and the scale tickets and how that works and how it matches up with the settlement sheet. I mean, I literally had to pick apart and it, and I still am 
picking apart little different things that go on from different elevators and like, how do you problem solve that? You know, so it has been yay and then down low and doubt and awesomeness and it's been all over the board. Yeah. So as you're going through this process, so they wanted something that they could get to market relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. It took over six weeks just to define the idea since you were building the idea while they were trying to build right. the, the product. So tell me what ended up happening. So once you got the idea clearly defined and they decided it was viable, then yeah. what happened? Well, then I, you know, we had to like break it down, like frame by frame. And I'm like, these are things that I've never learned about, you know, wireframes. When you're putting together something, there's like a screenshot for everything. So when you log into something, it takes like five or six wireframes for it to actually go through. So the process of like breaking down the problem and what's the next step and, you know, what happens if this goes wrong? What do you do? I mean, I had to walk through with them everything. And I'm, I'm the person that, you know, basically approves the process, you know, and I don't know if it's going to work or not. They're going to help me with, you know, like, okay, so this and this and this, and then I go, oh, but I forgot about this, you know, and then you have to go back and like develop another string of wireframes to fix that, that I like, oh, I didn't think about before. And so the whole process is just, you know, it's just like step by step by step. And I had no idea how detailed it was. And literally my brain was hurting at sometimes because I was like, I have no idea what to do next, you know, on this. I just want, I want this big, I'm a big vision person. I'm not necessarily like, I can do a little bit of the how-tos and the little of that, but I know how I want to see it work. But it's like, I just want this. Can't you just make that happen? But they're like, we need you to tell us, you know, how it, how it happens. And so that, you know, was a struggle some days and it just seemed like, oh, and then they shoot over a hundred wireframes to me, look at, and I'm like, okay, what process is this? You know, is this the is this the process with the contracts or is this the process with the scale tickets? You know, and like, and so it's been, it's been fun. It's been a, such a great learning experience. And I, I do have to admit, it's been just like a struggle some days, you know? Okay. So tell me, and now we've talked about it. So tell everybody what you actually developed. Okay. So the name of it is Field Pocket. My whole family got involved in the logo, the name and everything. My kids, I I have artistic kids and I have no idea where they got it from. So (laughs) I even had one like draw, you know, and it actually looks a little bit like what it was, um, what she drew. And so it's that started. um, So Field Pocket, what Field Pocket does is it basically takes uh, managing your harvest paperwork, automates it. Um, so it's really, really simple. You take pictures or you upload documents of your, your contracts, your scale tickets and your settlement sheets. And it's automatically transcribed for you by a data operator. We have one in-house that does that all you, so you don't have to type any of the numbers in, but if you're one of those that really wants to, or like I found it's been very beneficial, like, oh, whoops, like this ticket did not get uploaded. So I'll just snap a picture of it really quick. It pops up and I'll just enter it myself so I can get that done. So you can do it both ways. I love the process of within 24 hours, whatever I uploaded 
is already there. I approve it. And so I just make sure that, you know, it's correct because, you know, I'm just that kind of person that needs to make sure that it's all right. And so I'll do that. And then once all of the documents are in there, like once you've approved it, then you can filter it. So you can filter the information, you know, by field, by, you know, scale ticket number or contract number or whatever, um, owners, because there's owner splits in there, um, elevator, commodity, you know, basically anything that's related to any of those contracts, um, scale tickets and settlements, you can filter by. You can send reports. Um, to yourself or to whomever you wish. But the most fun part that I'm like excited about right now is actually seeing once all the scale tickets and settlement sheets and, and contracts are together, they link together. And all I need to do is like press a button for the report and I get exactly what I wanted. I get the number of bushels by field, the dollar amount, all of that all in just one easy little spreadsheet, um, a CSV file. So if you wanted, you know, to send it or whatever, and then I can take it to my QuickBooks and enter it in just like I wanted to. Cool. Yeah. So this is your first harvest using this product, right? Yes. yes. So what have you found? You know, obviously we're not completely done with harvest yet. Right. So what are you and your husband finding as far as the now that that information is almost in real time. Right, like right. You're, you're almost getting that in real yes. time. Yes. So how is that helping to make decisions? Are you, have you started using that as part of your decision-making process for how you're planning for next year? Well, not necessarily next year, even during the harvest, because with the contracts, you know like who, where you've um, contracted and how many bushels. And so there's a progress monitor on there. So once the scale tickets are approved in there, then it takes those bushels. And so you can see where you are on your contracts. And so it was very, very beneficial for my husband to be able to see, hey, I, I you know, hey, beans, I'm getting, you know, more yield than I thought. And so I'm, I'm filling up my contract faster. And so then there is like that, that profit, you know, margin there. So if you contract, obviously you, most of the time you get a better price, right. Mm -hmm. Then over the, just spot check it over the scale. And so, you know, when he's getting close, then it's like, oh, well then I need to switch elevators. Cause I have contracts, you know, at this other elevator for beans, you know, and so he was able to move. And so we could maximize our profit from those bushels just by just seeing the contract progress and seeing where we're at instead of like, Hey, you know, he's, he still does, you know, he called the elevator, you know, Hey, where am I at? You know, like, <laughs> Hey, always so, trust, but verify, right? Like that I didn't get, you know, <laughs> like whatever. So that, I mean, in that in real time, and then being able to see the scale tickets right away and catch something, you know, so when our drivers take a snap, a picture of it, it uploads and I can look at it even before it's transcribed, the photos in there. So you have a digital copy of your scale ticket or all your documents really. But like I was able to catch where the splits weren't correct. So the, the elevator mistyped the percentage of that split. And so I was able to catch that before you know a, a check was written. And so that, that's the fun piece of those little, just little things like that, mm -hmm. that can help because once those checks go out from the elevator, it's really hard to like correct them, you know, yeah. it's so. 
That is awesome. So I always love to hear to the story of whether how much convincing did you have to do to get all of your family on board? Because it sounds like you got them all on board. It sounds like they're all helping. But when you when you brought this idea to the to the dinner table, tell me how that went. What what was the reaction to your idea? Well, you know, it's just like my husband's a real, you know, bless his heart. He, he kind of balances out, us out a little bit. He's a little bit more skeptical of things. So he was real, real concerned about basically getting like ripped off or like um, getting my hopes up and, you know, the rug coming out from underneath me or somebody just wanting a ton of money for nothing that's going to actually, you know, work or anything like that. My kids thought it was a cool idea. My younger ones are still like questioning whether or not that's your job now. Like, like, when is that going to be over? Like, you know, like, <laughs> of course, when does life go back to normal? You know, when, when does this like go back? Like, when are you not going to work on that anymore? And I'm like, oh, never, you know, it's just, you know, a new thing. And so, and, but the family got involved with, um, you know, the design of the logo and stuff. And so there, it was kind of a mixed bag, you know, and, um, you know, my husband's like, Hey, it, it works, but he's still that little skeptical thing, you know, which is fine. I love him for it. He brings me back to reality sometimes to, you know, check in with that. But it, you know, his concern is it didn't want to, you know, cost a whole lot for us. Right. And, and jeopardize, you know, our farming operation. Yeah, for sure. So how did you guys, how did you guys overcome that barrier? So I'm like, I promise not to use any of the farm, you know, money to that. Um, we had some saving, you know, I've been saving up for something. So, you know, personally, we put in, you know, a lot of money to get it started. And now we're looking for, you know, investors and then users to help maintain that monthly, you know, um, burn through money just to keep the upgrades going and the marketing pieces. And, you know, but, you know, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't cost a ton which was amazing because, you know, the soft, you know, you can spend a ton, a ton of money and a ton of time building software, but I'm so blessed to be able to, you know, get a hold, you know, and work with Jared Yellen. And now Jared Yellen and Sela Labs is merged with, if anybody knows Grant Cardone and his 10X um, company, they have merged now. And so it's 10X Incubator and you can go and you can, if anybody else has a tech idea, go to 10X Incubator and pitch your idea because they are just wonderful. And, you know, they, they're just wonderful to work with. Yeah. So I think that that is a really great message for people. You know, I think a lot of people will have an idea and they'll be like, oh, I want to do this, or this could be an app, or this could be a piece of software, mm -hmm. but then they get paralyzed because, oh, it'll cost too much. And I don't want to do that. And, and it, so they get so scared about what it might be that they right. don't even ask the questions. Yes. And they don't even look, they don't even look any farther. And I have been really working on that, you know, for myself over the years is when you get that little voice inside of you, that little, you know, gut reaction, that intuition, you know, it's that voice inside of you that says, you know, you're meant for more, you're, you, you're meant to do something more. And then like, listen, and that was just one of those pieces that I, uh, I had that and I was like, well, why not you, 
you know, Mm -hmm. and, and part of my mental health practice too, is like this year I decided to switch over, you know, a lot of people have goals and stuff. So I wanted to try like a word of the year. Mm -hmm. And so I chose fearless for the beginning of 2021. And so every day then, you know, I remind myself, okay, what does that mean to me? Well, in this aspect, I had that, you know, little, even though this was, you know, prior to 2021, I was thinking about the word of the year all this time, but it's like, okay, well, you have to start, you have to trust yourself. You know, your little voice inside of you tells you something for a reason. And, you know, I believe, you know, God plants that inside of us and, you know, and it's that little seed and what are you going to do with it? You know? Mm -hmm. And so that was my little seed. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to plant it and see, you know, where it goes. And because I don't want to live like with like, oh, what if I did that? Mm-hmm. You know, I did it. Now what happened? That's so much better than, oh, I didn't try because I was a little scared. Yeah. yeah so I'm just trying to like help people kind of like, you know, trust yourself and, and then find people, find the right people and the right people you have to like feel good about mm-hmm. and that, and this whole, this whole situation and, and finding Jared and finding the team and Sila and, you know, 10 X incubator, all the people I have been involved with in, in developing the product and the marketing and all of that stuff, they just feel right, you know, and, and there's a good relationship there. So that's, a big key for a lot of things. Sometimes we get these little thoughts and then we don't have the right people around us, but keep right. working because they're there. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me where you're at now, because you've built it. It's yep. live. Yep. There's a website. You yep. can go out and you can purchase this product yep. now. So tell me with the help of, and it, this is so cool that while you're building a business, the people who are building your business are also getting these amazing opportunities to mm-hmm. expand and grow. Mm-hmm. So tell me, where are you at? And what does your team look like today? Because somebody's got to be doing all that data because I know it's not you because you are all, that's going to be way too much. <laughs> so yeah, so Field Pocket is live. You can go to www.fieldpocket.com. You can look at it. I have a demo. You can see my face. You can hear my voice. I go through the demos on that. Um, and I really, really want people to kind of connect with me. You know, you can, uh, my email is peggy at fieldpocket.com and you can put that in the show notes. And I really want people to contact me and, and share their story and share, you know, how they do it because I'm, I'm just one person. This was just my idea, even though I tried to like research other people and how they do it. Mm-hmm. I really would love to hear, you know, other ways people do it and how to make it. Cause my whole goal is, you know, to make something as time-saving and as efficient as possible. So I'm, I'm going through right now, field pocket, and I'm like listing all of these things that, you know, need to be a little bit more efficient, you know, with it, Mm -hmm. because that's my thing. It's like, I, you know, want to do that. So that's where it is now. My team, um, They are all over actually, you know, because they can work virtually. So Sila um, started an an engineering, you know, basically software development team in India. So the the people that write the code and all of that, they're based out of India. Um, There's a lot of them in Florida um, around um, Grant Cardone's TEDx Miami area. Um, But I work with team that 
you know, I've got a person that I work with in Dallas and I've had a person that worked with in New Jersey. I mean, they're all over, but we connect with Zooms and we have weekly meetings and, um, you know, I have a product development person. I have a sales person. I have, you know, somebody to help me with marketing. And, and so the team is really, is really nice because there's no way I could do this on my own. There's like, like great idea. Great. But you know, marketing and sales isn't necessarily my forte, but, um, I'm learning. Um, and this, this is just one piece of the puzzle. I would really like to connect with farmers who can um, help me understand the process of um, taking grain from the field to their storage in their bin and then to the elevator, because that's, the net, that's one of the next pieces I would love to have before next harvest, because mm -hmm. we do have grain storage too. And I have yet to conceptualize, you know, that whole process. Like we talked about earlier, all those wireframes, you know, and how it all works. I kind of have to figure that out so that the team can build that because you kind of want to build it somewhat, mm -hmm. you know, accurate first. Otherwise it takes more time and, and, and money to get it changed up. So anybody out there that does, you know, have grain storage, I would love to know the process of how they keep track of, you know, how many bushels is in there and how you reconcile it once you, you do take it to the elevator. Um, that's a piece of it. Um, I'd love to talk to custom harvesters because I really think that um, they go through so many scale tickets. Uh, we have a custom harvester that helps us with our harvest and I've talked with him and it's like they have so much paperwork and invoicing of, diff, you know, to different farmers and I would love to be able to, you know, produce something that is more specific to them mm -hmm. and tailored to them and to help them because they work such long hours. I mean, just like farmers do, yeah. but they, you know, have so many other farmers that they're working for. And I couldn't imagine going for months on harvest. Like it's crazy just for, you know, six to eight weeks in the fall for us. Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine that they go from, you know, April, May through all the way into November, December. So that's another target people. I would love to also talk with accountants because I want to integrate this into an accounting software automatically. So I don't have to enter it. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd really love to talk with bookkeepers, especially those that work mainly with farmers on how one, it's a little bit, you know, personal. I want to learn better how to do my own books, but I also want to help, you know, Hey, can this help integrate in, can field pocket integrate into an accounting software and, and work in there? Yeah. So. Well, that's really cool. So when you say the team, then are they, are they, on your staff or is, is your whole team basically attached to the 10X? Mm -hmm. So yeah, the team is attached to 10X. And so they're working on multiple products, you know? So the goal there for SELA initially, but now 10X incubator is 10,000 tech companies in 10 years. And so they're wanting ideas and they're building. And I think they have like maybe a hundred at this point different tech companies that have, they have helped start and mm -hmm. co-found um, with this. So yeah, it's, it's a team of, and they're working on other products. So like right now, like my um, development team, we're not in that in trenches of trying to build it. We're, we're just in the, okay, fixing the bugs and what's next kind of phase. And the marketing team is in like full force, yeah. you know? And so another company now probably has some of my, you know, development team working on their product, you know? And so it, it's, 
it's a lot of people. Yeah. So I think that this is another big paradigm shifter that we're talking about here, you know, where, you know, sometimes in our limited thinking, we need, think we need to have the idea. We need mm -hmm. to do all the work. We need to hire all the staff. We need to, you know, we need to be able to basically run a full-fledged company while we are trying to develop and market a product. So right. I love this as sort of a paradigm shifter to say, all I had was the idea and the energy and the passion to see mm -hmm. it through to the end. And through great partnership, they're taking care of all the stuff that usually entrepreneurs get stuck on because yes. that's not what they do. They don't run teams and they don't do sales and they don't do marketing and they don't have IT and they don't have a connection to India. Right. And so they're just like, this is too hard. I don't know how to do it. So yeah. I'll just sit on the idea and hope nobody steals it from me. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and believe it or not, I think I've had some of those ideas in the past where I was like, oh, that would be an awesome idea. I have no idea where to start. So yeah. get in the water. And then you see like two years later, is this like something very, very similar to your idea? And we're like, ah, oh. Like if I even had some place to go or some idea, you know, place to like bounce it off of, you mm -hmm. know, there's more and more of those, you know, um, opportunities out there. And I say, just go for it because now we're like, now we're stuck with that regret type of thing. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. like if we would have got in, like, who knows if we would have started Uber or, you know, if we would have started, you know, Facebook or, you know, any, like any tool, any, you know, thing is just like, where would we have been? Yeah. Somebody started it. Why not you? Yeah. yeah. I love that. So with your, so now you've got, you know, you've got your, your mental health practice, you've yeah. got field pocket. So yep. how, how do you see this going for you? Like, what are your hopes for yourself? Because now you're an entrepreneur of two successful businesses. Right. So, so what, what do you see for yourself at this point? Well, I've always been really interested in like self-care wellness and that's, you know, what I teach a lot of my clients, but I, I see the merger between, you know, the farming community and my background and passion and wellness and self-care and, you know, the mental health aspect of, you know, just teaching and educating and inspiring people, you know, farmers in the agriculture community to, because there's, there's yo-yo. I mean, we go through so many emotions, you know, I feel like I'm so blessed to be a counselor professionally because I probably use more of those skills in my house than I do, <laughs> you know, my clients, because it's an everyday ordeal with, you know, okay. Oh, it rained. It didn't rain. You know, it's like, oh, we can't get in the field. So we, we can't get enough done in the field. You know, it's a, an emotional roller coaster to be on um, in the farming industry. And because there's so many things that are outside of our control. So I feel like I have a great um, chance and opportunity to merge what I teach people, like everybody needs to know to take care of yourself, to reduce the stress, to, you know, keep your brain healthy, to keep your body going, to, you know, manage your emotions and apply that and say, hey, I live this every day and in, you know, my life as a farmer's wife and a farm family. So that's where I kind of see a merger coming. Yeah. No, that's um, awesome. That yeah. is very awesome. So tell me, you know, you've alluded to a little bit, some of the challenges, what has been some of the biggest successes? Like what has been some of your favorite highlights of this journey so far? 
well, just meeting like one is just meeting new people that have the passion and they know how to get things done. And, you know, they're all for you. And I just like, oh, they, they just rave about all of the ideas and the, and stuff. So it's kind of like meeting new people that have a passion for making change and making things better and wanting to make the world better place, just little inefficiencies at a time. And so one is just meeting new people and the opportunities that that's going to, you know, give for me and, and the opportunity for, you know, the, the merging of, you know, both my kind of passions and, and, and education and jobs that I've been going through and kind of merging that. But also it's just like, I really have to kind of like, I can't believe I developed a product that works wonders, you know, for myself. (laughs) I mean, I'm just, I'm still kind of like in shock some days. I'm like, oh my gosh, this actually works. Like this has saved me so much time. And, and then just being that part of me too, that going, why not? you know, and, and just taking that step and, and, and being fearless in my mind is just like, okay, you see it, you're scared, you have doubts, but go for it, you know, and, and seeing how that goes, because I see more, you know, in myself, I'm like, oh, I can actually do this now. Like, okay, so I can, you know, tell other people that they can do this too, Mm -hmm. you know, don't like put yourself in a little box, you know, just because everybody around you has no idea what you're talking about. And I don't even know what I'm talking about when I talk about wireframes. It doesn't matter. Like, like just go for it. I love it. I love it. So you've, you've obviously are, you know, have placed the call out on this show to say, yeah. I need to talk to people. Right. Who is like, who's the ideal client for this product as your marketing team has like been, you know, kind of narrowing that focus, what's the ideal client who should be, who should be taking a look at this product? Well, of course my initial, you know, thing is like every, every farmer needs this, right. But it's not going to fit everybody's, you know, operation. I'm, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out like the number of acres because it really, or the scale tickets and your volume, Mm -hmm. um, obviously corn farmers here in the Midwest, because of the number of bushels and, you know, scale tickets and loads that they go through are, are going to be the main target. Um, and those that have, you know, thousand, 2000 acres or more, you know, Mm -hmm. just to have the volume to, to, you know, see all the connections and ease the, the, this time savings and the inefficiencies with that. So that's kind of the main target. The other one we're looking at is, yes, we want to like get those custom harvesters and get Mm -hmm. their opinion and more, because we feel like that is a unique niche. Mm -hmm. They may not be able, you know, we may have to tailor, um, the, the, field pocket to them a little bit more just because they might not necessarily need the contracts and the settlement sheets because they're mainly working with the skill tickets, mm-hmm. but there's customer harvesters that also farm. So, you know, they'll need the whole aspect of it as well. Yeah. Well, that is really awesome. So I'll just put a shout out. If you are a Yushi member and are sitting here listening to this, Peggy wants to talk to you. Yes. trying to save you some time and reduce your headaches. So that's really awesome. That's really awesome. So tell me, you know, what's the timeline now for you? You're in your first season of testing this product out. 
I'm yep. assuming you've got other farmers helping to test your product and giving yep. feedback at this point. Yes. So what does 2022, what is, what is 2022 bringing your way? What's the, well, what's in working the with and talking with more farmers, I want to be able to have that integrate from, you know, a field to bin and bin to elevator and get that reconciled and get that process really easy um, to flow. So I, I need ideas and I need, you know, how people do it already and to be able to figure that out and hopefully soon so that we can get that in the market for the harvest season um, for 2022. That is kind of the highlight of, of um, that's my main push. Mm -hmm. um, but there, but I have so many ideas for this. I have so many ideas. I want to like really hone in and really get the harvest situation in, but I, you know, want to integrate with the accounting and, you know, there's so much more I can do with this. Yeah. So, well, that's really 2022. Cool. The main focus for me is trying to get that, that, that reconciliation from the bin. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we are going to make sure that all of this information is in the show notes for people so that you can connect with Peggy. You yes. can find out about the 10 X program. If you've got some great tech idea, I am sure Peggy would love to talk to you about how to get that idea into their hands. Um, it sounds like we've got just a great opportunity for a lot of collaboration to, you know, to help Peggy, not only get her product where she wants it, but also maybe some of you um, could shorten your learning curve a little bit by talking to Peggy. So I think we've yes. got a really great opportunity here. It's fantastic. And I love the innovation. I, I really love it when, you know, like I said, a pain point turns into a solution. I just think that this is a fantastic story. And I am going to be so excited to hear where you are next year and where you end up in five years and what happens with this amazing software to see how many solutions you actually end up, you know, creating by just mm -hmm. trying to solve the one pain point, which is to get all of that paper off your kitchen table. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. I'm so pumped. I'm just like, you know, the sky is not the, even the limit on this. So that's really great. Really great. Well, I just want to thank you again so much for sharing your story, sharing a little bit about your family, sharing about your idea. And I do have to ask, since we're, you know, since succession planning and farm legacy is like my a passion area, do you have any kids that are coming into the farming operation to be the next generation of farmers in, in your family? Well, we, uh, we have two picked out. <laughs> Not that we handpick them, but their interests are, you know, we have five girls and a boy. Our youngest is a boy. And so definitely the boy is all farm, all the time, all boy, you know, all of that. Um, our 19 year old is going to school for ag engineering and uh, we're really excited. She loves, she's our um, top notch grain cart driver right now. And she has done a lot of, just always had interest in the farm and she has been the one that runs, um, has run a lot of the equipment. Um, and our oldest has done some of that as well. And so, yeah, we're, awesome. we're, we're setting up this up so they can, you know, continue, uh, farming, uh, for generations. That's awesome. That is awesome. I'm going to so look forward to the next time we get to talk. Cause I have no doubt that there is going to be a lot to talk about in the near future. So thank you again so much for joining us. For all of our listeners, thank you for joining another great episode of Ag Inspo. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you so much. 
This is Rena Striggle, and you have been listening to Ag Inspo, the podcast. Please visit my website at tomorrowiscoming.com and find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you haven't yet, please go to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another inspirational episode where you will hear from another amazing entrepreneur who has had the courage to break through and bring an idea to life.